next scary movie. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Welcome to a so far unnamed horror movie podcast. My name's Alex, and I'm joined here by my twin brother Eric. We've bonded over horror movies throughout our lives, and we're here today to share that love with all of you. Welcome, Eric. How are you doing today? Thank you, Alex. I am doing just great. Excited for episode two. Yep, so am I. We had a lot of fun with the first one, and I believe we're doing a bit of a role reversal here. Uh, you want to tell me about something you got prepared? Yes, uh, so I had fun, but it was also very stressful in episode one, so I'm glad to see the shoe is on the other foot. Uh, what I'm going to be doing for you is putting you through the gauntlet of testing your horror, horror knowledge through uh, kind of a similar setup to episode one, but also a few different twists. So uh, what we're going to start with here, I've got uh, a couple reviews from some different sources, and I'm going to run through them, see how well you can do. And uh, what we're going to start with here is a A, a C, and an F review from Rotten Tomatoes. And okay. That ACF is a typical educational grading scale uh, based on the percentage or the rating that was given to them. Okay. So so 90% to 100% would be an A, 70 to 79, C, et cetera? Yes. You do remember how school works. I do. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the Rotten Tomatoes A review. Oh, and real quick, is there, so there's three movies per category then? There will be three movies per review source, correct. Okay, pervert, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, Rotten Tomatoes A. I just want to, before you start, I'm feeling very confident that I will represent this pair of twins better than you did last week. (laughs) Okay, and just to remind the viewers, uh, I will give a review if he gets it after the review, three points. Uh, if he doesn't get it, I'll give him the year, and that's worth two points if he gets it there. And then after that, I'll give a hint if he gets it there as one point, and if he still can't get it, that is a, a big fat goose egg. No goose eggs for this guy. Uh, we will see. <laughs> we will see. All righty. Rotten Tomatoes A. Weird obstetricians, mysterious night noises, and even Pharaoh's improvised stroll into actual oncoming traffic add up to a bustling nightmare that has spawned many a black swan since. Wow. Okay. Uh, I might might ask for an immediate reread because there was a lot going on with that. Uh, sure. I heard weird obstetrician walking into traffic. Oh, yeah, I kind of hear it again. You sure can. Weird obstetricians mysterious night noises, and even Pharaoh's improvised stroll into actual oncoming traffic add up to a bustling nightmare that has spawned many a black swan since. Whoa, many a black swan since. Huh. Pharaoh's walk into oncoming... So is Pharaoh a character? Oh man, this is starting off poorly. (laughs) Nothing's even really jumping out at me. Um... The bird theme almost makes me think like Hitchcock's birds. And I honestly haven't seen that. So I don't know if there's a character named Pharaoh and if he walks into oncoming traffic. Um, I don't know. The repeat. Weird obstetrician. I mean, so like a maternity doctor. Or. Yeah, I think that's maternity. Oh, gosh. I'll say Hitchcock's birds and then assume that's wrong and just go for the hint. 
That is incorrect. Yeah, uh, I didn't think so. So you get your year first, at least. Okay. Uh, the year is 1968. Mm, <laughs> it's quite old. Okay. Uh, so that is around the time of Hitchcock. Right? He was kind of around... I think Psycho came out in 1960. 1968? Okay, can I get it one more time? Weird obstetricians, mysterious night noises, and even Pharaoh's improvised stroll into actual oncoming traffic add up to a bustling nightmare that has spawned many a black swan since. This is really embarrassing for me. 1968? Huh. Yeah, I'm really not knowing this at all. Weird obstetric. Is it Frankenstein? I don't think so. That is incorrect. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. So I'll give you a hint here. Whenever your neighbors show great interest in you and uh, your family, you should be very cautious because they may be interested in... Uh, more than just you, and they may be interested in it for a satanic reason. Oh, shoot. I think I should have gotten this with weird obstetrician. I definitely should have now that I'm thinking of it. It's got to be Rosemary's Baby. That is correct. You, uh, uh, you got it. the maternity doctor part, and you just you, you, you just never, never quite I zoomed right on past it. it. I don't know... Uh, Rosemary's baby never entered my sphere. I don't know what I was doing there. Oh. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a and it wasn't like a directly tieable review, but it was you could get it from that first one. Yeah, the the many a black swan was throwing me off. It made me think birds and then I was all messed up. Well, yeah, that was just using the the liter- or the figurative sense of black swan being like the uh specific type of music movie for the genre. I understand. Okay, well, you didn't earlier. <laughs> so. I, I get it. I get it now. Is what I'm. Okay, saying. well, that's okay. You you got one point. You're still avoiding your no goose eggs claim. So that's all we're going for. Alrighty, moving on to Rotten Tomatoes. C. Those underdeveloped characters become more of a problem when the plot starts to run into the realm of indestructible bad guy and a shocking twist. I found lazy and in poor taste, even in this realm. Okay, so this is going to be 70-ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Indestructible bad guy. Bad guy singular. Um, That makes me think, you know, like a Jason Voorhees or a Freddy Krueger-esque killer. But can you give him, can you just repeat it one more time? Those underdeveloped characters become more of a problem when the plot starts to run into the realm of indestructible bad guy and a shocking twist I found lazy and in poor taste, even in this realm. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that sounds like Freddy Krueger. It sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and lock that in. That is incorrect. <clears throat> I think this year is going to help you quite a bit. Okay. Uh, the year is 2016. 2016. Wow. Okay. Um, indestructible bad guy. 2016. Underdeveloped characters. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, a lazy and in poor taste twist. 
lazy and poor taste twist oh man this is so much harder being on this side of it <laughs> i feel so pressured and so like uh i don't know i'm just not okay poor taste twist lazy underwritten characters indestructible bad guy from 2016 huh oh okay i have an idea I'm going to go ahead and say M. Night Shyamalan's Split. I like that guess. <laughs> that is incorrect. That, is that was 2016 too, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it was actually January of 2017. Oh, man, that felt good. I like that guess, but unfortunately incorrect. Wow. Um, <laughs> so the hint... I'm going to give. I don't know how much I want to give away, but um, okay. I will say, picture Home Alone. If Kevin had grown up, needed to take revenge, and lost one of his senses. Ah, uh, okay. I got it. It's got to be uh, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe 2016. That Eventually is got there. <laughs> my goodness. I am. Uh, I, that one didn't really enter my radar. Yeah, that one was tough. The uh, What you kind of needed to focus on was the poor taste twist. Uh, there was a, quite a bit of controversy surrounding this movie regarding um, some artificial insemination. Uh, yes by a kidnapped young girl <laughs> so yes i think that was uh probably warranted uh well maybe not warranted like people should speak up about it but you could, I, I could see people feeling uncomfortable about it yes, for sure it was, it was a good movie it was a good movie for sure okay um by the way i i've, I've made these vague because you you talked a lot of smack on me and i didn't want to give you gimmies <laughs> so I, I gave i gave you some gimmies that you weren't getting so you'll get you'll get some gimmies but most of them are going to be tough just i'm just going to go ahead and say so far mine this list is a bit harder than mine was for you um i think rosemary's baby should have been gotten i should have got it quicker but besides that overall it's a bit diff more difficult okay Continue, please. Rotten Tomatoes F. Too full of busy work to ever get around to dramatizing the horror of being trapped, helpless, and alone, which I thought was supposed to be the whole point. Okay. Something that jumps out at me is open water, something along those lines. Potentially the shallows, similar. Um, those are pretty similar I think you could describe those movies pretty similarly. Can you hit me with the first part of it again? The first part of the review? Too full of busy work to ever get around to dramatizing the horror of being trapped, helpless, and alone, which I thought was supposed to be the whole point. Yeah, I think I'm liking open water. That's... The year will probably help me. But I'm going to guess open water. That is incorrect. Okay. Year is 2017. Then I'm going to guess the shallows. That is incorrect. <laughs> what? Wasn't that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I thought this one would be the toughest one, but oh. I'm confident you can get it on the twist or the hint. So, um, 
I'd say at the climax for this movie, the gloves are off and also some of the skin underneath the gloves. Okay. Okay. The, you're talking about the degloving scene, uh, which is pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, I should have maybe got here. That was great in an F, though. That surprised... Well, that makes me not think it. I, I was thinking Gerald's game, but I don't think that's, that's not worthy of an F. I think it was a very solid movie, but I'm going to go ahead and say Gerald's game. That is Gerald's game. Yeah, I, I don't see that being an F. Like That wouldn't have entered my radar as a not very good movie, whereas I could see critics not liking The Shallows and not liking Open Water. Yeah, this is where you go into the territory of uh, trustworthy reviewers and sometimes are hard to find. Yeah, so. I really enjoyed Gerald's game, and I recommend it as a a good. Uh, dr- I think it's really good drama building. It's it's pretty tense throughout. With definitely one, definitely one of the better Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, and it's it, it almost essentially is a like a bottle episode from a TV show. There's very limited scenery, so they do a really good job with how little action actually takes place to make an interesting, compelling movie. Okay. All right, so we got a score of three out of nine. <laughs> running through the Rotten Tomatoes section. Hey, yeah, that's I'm better. Well. I'm pretty sure that's better than I started. <laughs> so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, we're moving on to IMDb. Going to be the same thing, A, C, and F. All right. Okay. First movie, A. Even though this movie didn't scare me, it was the first time I heard people scream in the audience ever. This movie was absolutely brilliant. It looked beautiful. The actors did a splendid job. And this adaptation really added something valuable. I do have to say that the first half of this movie didn't quite capture me, but then it just got better and it kept surprising me. Okay. This adaptation, implying that it's maybe the second adaptation of a, of a, either a book or maybe just a rehash of an original, um, didn't scare them but heard people in the theater scream. Hmm. Looked beautiful. I'm kind of thinking Halloween 2018, but I don't feel so good about that. Can you do a quick rewrite? Even though this movie didn't scare me, it was the first time I heard people scream in the audience ever. This movie was absolutely brilliant. It looked beautiful. The actors did a splendid job. And this adaptation really added something valuable. You know, looked looked beautiful. If I'm going to really focus on that, I'm almost kind of thinking Annihilation 2018. Um, and I believe that's ad- ad- adapted from a book. So I'm going to say Annihilation. That is incorrect. Okay. All right. The year is 2017. <laughs> okay. So both Annihilation and Halloween came out in 2018, and those are the two things I was thinking Hmm. Okay, I'd say you're on the right track when you were focused on the adaptation. Yeah, but I didn't know if it was meant a rehash of a movie or if it was coming from a book. Um, potentially, eh, okay, maybe, maybe it, Stephen King's It, that's 2017, added something. I think, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as looked beautiful, but people screaming in the theater in that movie too that would surprise me but i'm gonna say 2017's it that is correct okay see i wouldn't people screaming in the theater i don't know what they're screaming about really 
I mean, there's a couple moments. The uh, intro scene could definitely get people if they weren't familiar with the work. I suppose. I suppose. That I mean, even that surprised me how visceral it was. I mean, I knew it was coming, but they did not shy away from making that as terrifying as possible. Well, I think the the scene, the the overhead view of of Georgie trying to crawl away, bleeding out, and then the arm just extending and and slowly reaching out towards him was was very creepy yes, and unsettling for sure. for sure. It's a good movie. I liked it. I just it's not one I would necessarily picture. Oh, audience was screaming, you know. Yeah, I get that. Alrighty, moving on to IMDb C. Maybe it's because I find supernatural stuff less intriguing as a non-believer in ghosts and demons, or maybe it's because I've seen a lot of the stuff in this movie done before is why I don't like this movie. I think personally it's both, though this movie does have some cool sequences and interesting creature designs, it just doesn't save it from the mediocre plot. Okay, so paranormal, ghosts and demons... That makes me think along the lines of like an Insidious uh, 7. I think Insidious might be below a 7 on IMDb. The Conjuring might be around there. Conjuring. There's not so many creatures, though, in The Conjuring. That's the thing. So that kind of makes me think not that. Like Insidious, that fits really well because they have... A lot of the weird-looking things, especially the the main demon with the the Darth Maul face. I'll say Insidious. Got our first three-point answer. Oh, there we are. There we are. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Uh, You hopped right on that demons and the creature design. Uh, I, I showed a friend who hadn't seen that movie before, but who was familiar with Star Wars, the demon. And, uh, yeah, it's Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I think in the context of the movie, at times it's creepy, but when you look at it as a whole, it's a very, I don't know, it's, it's silly. It's not so scary. It's more silly. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they do some good jump scares with that, that d- demon, the way it's designed. But outside that, I think it's a bit silly. That, uh, that movie has one of my favorite scenes ever. I don't know why, but at the very end, when uh, the, I guess, like the main ghost yeah. translator uh, takes a picture of the dad oh, yeah. and it comes out as the witch. Oh, oh that's good. I think, I, I, I think cool about scene. that. I think about that sometimes. Uh, and it, it's, it's a very, very creepy sequence because the look, she sees something in his eyes and she gets freaked out and just flashes the camera. Yeah, and that's super she has well this done. look of complete terror. It, it, I think that was really well done. That was a really nice ending scene. Yeah, and it made people excited for the sequel, which was okay. It wasn't great though. That that wasn't James Wan, was it? Uh, Insidious is not. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Alrighty, uh, moving on to our final IMDb review, and this, and this is, is an F. F. Okay. Oops. That's. Oops. Sorry. Go ahead. Oops. No, you go ahead. I was just saying, there's a lot of pretty decent horror movies i would say that are under a six on imdb yeah i'm excited for the end of this quiz when i have you rank recent horror movies and see (laughs) how close you can get to their imdb ratings it's gonna be bad all righty moving on to our f review oops to me this movie was a total disappointment perhaps too much british humor that i don't understand but nothing on this movie reflects the current imdb rating very few lines in the movie made me smirk and no line made me laugh at all I would not recommend anyone to watch this movie, but if you are curious about the rating and if it deserves it or not, 
It is an hour and 30 minutes, so be my guest and watch it. The acting was good, I might add, but that does not add up for the poor plot. So immediately jumping out at me, you, you mentioned British. Obviously, this person had in, uh, pre, pre-notions of it being comedic. I'm thinking Shaun of the Dead, but that I can't imagine that's under six. But a comedy horror from Britain. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is definitely what's jumping out at me. Huh. That would surprise me, though, under six. But I'm going to say Shaun of the Dead. That is correct. And yeah. just just to be sure, th- these are personal ratings on the review. Oh, I so it's not. I don't know, maybe okay. should have made that more clear. Okay, that that makes more sense. So they're, then what they were saying is like, if you want to think it's worth its rating, I think it's way lower. So it, it might yes. be like an eight, eight or something or seven, seven and a half. I don't know. Exactly. Okay. All righty. So um, for our viewers, I spent 2017 watching as many horror movies as I could. I called it the year of horror. Uh, my total tally ended up being around 115, and I watched some doozies. And luckily, I was keeping track and I was writing a review for all of the movies I watched. And so I am going to read off three of the reviews for uh, three of the worst movies I saw in 2017. Oh, geez. All First off, a young woman finds herself on the receiving end of a terrifying curse that threatens to take her life in seven days. I went in with really low expectations, and it somehow was even worse than I possibly hoped it would be. It is not even funny to laugh at how bad it is. It is just corny, bad, and awful. Do not watch. This is my new worst movie of 2017. 0.5 out of 10. Oh, 0.5 out of 10. I don't think I've ever rated a movie that low. Um, This has got to be the the Ring sequel, and I think it's just called Rings. Um, and if, if it's not called that, I don't know if I'm going to get the correct name, but I believe it's the sequel to The Ring that came out in 2017. I'm just going to say Rings. Plural. That is correct. Well, okay. <laughs> I was really nervous because I didn't know if that was correct. This one's going to this one's gonna test you because I know you actually have seen this one. Okay. Obsessed with her sexy roommate, Jill violently imprisons Jennifer in their apartment oh, no. in a twisted attempt to bring them closer together. This is one of the most unsettling movies I have ever seen, not in a horrific sense, but rather in the general displeasing sense. It was all about close-ups of gross chewing, vomiting, and bodily functions. We made it over halfway, but had to quit. The only redeeming quality was the hilarious roommate. This house rings as the worst movie I've watched this year. Yeah, we watched this together, and it was really bad. Oh, but getting the name, I think it's one I'll recognize when I hear, but this is probably going to be a zero, and I don't think any amount of hints, unless your hint is directly leading me towards the title. Oh. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the hint now, because this is going to be a tough one. Um, yeah, go ahead. Too much skin. Too much skin. Um, yeah, I'm just going to add on, though, to, to his description. It, it was so weirdly gross and uncomfortable but not in like a not in an interesting way like there's definitely movies that can be uncomfortable and kind of gross like you know they may call it torture porn or something but like this is just has no redeeming qualities from what i remember too much skin yeah i i don't think i'm getting the title Alrighty. So just in case you ever stumble across this, the title to avoid is Excess Flesh. 
Ah, it was not getting there. Yeah, don't don't watch Excess Flush. Yes, that <laughs> it was, was a Shutter exclusive, and uh, honestly, one of the reasons I dropped the streaming service. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I think the premise was kind of interesting. Like our main character is like this really low self esteem girl who has this pretty like popular, a- attractive roommate who she gets insanely jealous of, and then goes on like a, essentially tries to like kidnap her and hold her so she can't do anything but then it just is so weird <laughs> it makes yeah. like there's no interesting elements outside of the the concept and then they just ruin the concept yeah i mean uh there's not much to say we've said more than probably anybody else has ever said about the movie so yeah i'm a bit, a bit sad that it made it onto the podcast to be honest <laughs> at least it's a tale of warning to other viewers yeah okay uh last review for you a supernatural drama about grief. Yes, that is the IMDb description. I have been wanting to watch this movie for a couple of months now based on some high praise I'd seen on the internet. I'm slowly learning that there is a subsect of horror fans that can't be trusted. This movie didn't deliver at all. The idea behind it was okay, but nothing ever happened. Kept on waiting and waiting for something, anything of value, but nothing. I give this a 3 out of 10. I have an idea. I don't remember it that well because I didn't. I wasn't enjoying it, and so I feel like I wasn't paying super close attention. But it's one that we agreed, we both watched, and we agreed that we didn't understand the praise. And I'm going to guess Lake Mungo. That is correct. Well done, oh, sir. Okay. Yeah, another weird one that I think it has a lot of. It gets a lot of acclaim, but just we didn't enjoy it at all. No, I mean, it was. It wasn't. Like the idea behind it wasn't bad. It's just that it was very slow moving and the parts that seemed to like reveal information that was hidden before just weren't interesting enough. Yeah, they didn't really do much for us. We we weren't interested in the plot outside of like <laughs> I don't know, like once it got going we just didn't care. I don't know, there wasn't that much that was keeping us interested. Interested. No. It wasn't yeah, I don't know. There was just something was lacking. It wasn't Either it wasn't dramatic enough, the character I, we weren't invested in the characters, and it just we weren't invested in the story, so there was no, no bringing us back really. Yeah, I I agree. Okay, so this next one's kind of fun. Um, if you sort by uh, one star reviews for some classic movies, you can get very funny titles on those reviews on IMDb. Okay. So what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna provide two titles for reviews if you need a hint i'll give you a third one and then if you need a further hint i'll give you the year of the movie and these are from user one star reviews so it doesn't reflect their actual rating correct these are just titles from one star imdb reviews okay Alrighty, first one up a method of torturing your enemies just sit them down and make them watch this that is title one okay title two One of the greatest directors, one of the greatest actors, one of the worst movies. Greatest director, greatest actor. That makes me think Kubrick's The Shining. Um, Torture your enemies, have them sit down and watch this. That doesn't really play to The Shining to me at all. But greatest director, greatest actor. When you come into horror, there's not that many... Greatest actor, greatest director. I'll say The Shining, I guess. That is correct. Well done. Okay. Yeah, the first one I feel like didn't do much for me, but... 
that'll probably be the kind of the theme for the most part. Uh, and then the second one is what's going to kind of draw you in. But uh, okay. All right. Number two, title one. If I never saw a Seagal or Van Damme movie, this would be the worst movie I've ever seen. Title two. Okay. The days are numbered for the British film industry. Okay. Days are numbered for the British. Mm, okay. Oh, I've, I've got to think it's one of the 28 days movies uh, or 28 days later or 28 weeks later, but they say days are numbered. I would think 28 days later. That is correct. Nice. I thought that was such a fire title for somebody who didn't like the movie. <laughs> that, that is a good title for your review. Brit- the the future of British filmmaking, days are numbered. I butchered it, but something like that. Yeah, days are numbered for the British film industry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really nice, catchy title. All righty. Number three, title one. Duped by excellent marketing. Okay. Title two. A poor attempt to emulate older monster movies. Or attempt to emulate older monster movies a little bit newer. Mmm, duped by marketing. Uh, could this be the first of a sequel that I gave you last week? I'm thinking Cloverfield because that had a very, very specific viral marketing campaign. And it's a monster movie that I could see someone not liking and saying doesn't hold up to good monster movies. So I'll guess Cloverfield. Well done, sir. That is correct. Coming alive. Coming alive. Perfection here. on the one-star titles. All righty. And the last sequence I've got for you, um, I've, I mean, I'm always interested in what IMDb rating a movie gets because it's it's very rarely my views align super well, especially with like lower-budget movies. Um, so what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to set a threshold, and I'm going to give you three movies. I want you to tell me, is this movie above at or below the threshold okay so my first threshold is going to be 7.5 imdb rating and the three movies i'm going to give you are a quiet place train to busan and the conjuring 2 so i have to guess above below or exactly at yes correct i feel like exactly at is a sucker's bet but if it's going to probably happen once i'm going to be mad (laughs) um that to me that's got to be a above i'm not locking that in but i know for sure that a quiet place on rotten tomatoes is rated really well i think it's 90% or 91% something around there 7.5 conjuring 2 actually is the one that makes me a little nervous cuz i know me and you really liked it but i don't know how well i'll just go above i'm not going to second guess myself here so you're you're telling me above and below for each movie. Oh, okay. So these these three movies are all, all movies that I want you to kind of look at it in a vacuum and say okay. which movies are above that threshold. That's okay. Misunderstood. Okay, so A Quiet Place, I will say above. Okay. Are you going to tell me or do you want me to do all three of them now? You can do all three, then I'll tell you. Okay. Um, and it, is there one for each category? Like Not necessarily. Is, Okay. A Quiet Place, I'll say above. Conjuring 2, below. Train to Busan. Hmm. That one's one I really liked and got a lot of fan love. 7.5 is high for horror, though. 
I'll say below for Train to Busan. Alrighty. Interestingly enough, these movies are separated by two tenths of a number. All oh, three geez. of them. They are all between seven point four and seven point six on IMDb. Okay. Quiet Place, correct, seven point six. Oh, got lucky then. <laughs> Conjuring two, correct, seven point four. And Train to Busan, uh, it's kind of a wash, 7.5. Okay. But interestingly enough, I mean, I think there's, in my opinion, there's a discernible difference between those three movies, and two-tenths of a point is not illustrative of that whatsoever. I would agree, because I, I, I thought A Quiet Place was very, very good. Although, I'd have to look at, we. I've been ranking my top 30 recently, and I, I, I think I have all three of those movies, actually. So I know A Quiet Place is my highest rated, but I'm not sure Conjuring 2. And I think I have trained to be on above Conjuring 2, but yeah. Alrighty. The next threshold is moving down to 7.0. Okay. And the three movies are Hereditary, It okay. Follows, and Autopsy of Jane Doe. Hereditary, I'm not going to think about too long. I'm just going to say above. Okay. Autopsy of Jane Doe, one that we both really liked. Very, very good. If you guys have not seen it, uh, really creepy. Hmm. That's one I probably would guess below. I think it's probably like a mid six. And the other one was It It Follows. Follows. I think that was in the sevens. I could see high six, though, for it, too. I'll say above. I think it's in the sevens. All right. Hereditary. 7.3, 7.3, got correct. Okay. Autopsy of Jane Doe, 6.8, got correct. And It Follows, 6.8, incorrect. You are making some really <laughs> narrow windows here. My goodness, two-tenths of a point. Uh. I mean, that's, that's, I mean two-tenths of a point is what separates A Quiet Place from Conjuring 2. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think there's more room in there. It's, it's just, uh, I mean, it's just kind of a fun fun game on seeing i mean we've seen these movies all recently and it's kind of fun to see what public perception is like you look back at classic movies and you can't label any of these as classic until like 20 years down the line so it's a classic yeah so i mean a lot of people liked it follows but 6.8 it's not something you really write home about so well that's that's, you have to take horror movies on especially on imdb with a grain of salt because you can have a great movie that's rated five I think the descent was like 6.0 or something. Yeah, it's in as as time goes on, I feel like it's only going to get tougher and tougher. Uh, I feel like this is true in most genres, but especially in horror is that people are afraid to like outwardly super like new stuff without like giving a caveat on how much they like old things. Like I I don't know, it feels like a little bit of like gatekeeping in the horror genre where like unless you're paying homage to like the old stuff, I don't. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like people are afraid to say, "Oh yeah, I gave this a ten out of 10. and they're like, "No, Exorcist, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Thing are all ten out of 10. I I I, I think I agree with you, and I think it's a lot because tip for for most horror movies, like more so than any other genre, I think you almost have to be like a described fan of horror to really like continually see horror movies you don't like a casual viewer doesn't see very many horror movies i don't think so you you get a lot more people in the genre who've seen a lot of movies and then they can be really pretentious about it but 
I think that's part of the reason why you get that bit of gatekeeping, which definitely happens. Like, you know, if those share your top tens or share your top 20, if you're leaving off Halloween or to some people, you know, if you're leaving off, it, it could be any number of movies. It's always like, oh, your list is invalid because you don't have this in your top, whatever. Yeah. It's a bit silly. Well, all right. That, uh, I mean, that just about wraps up our game. Uh, slow start, but really turned it on at the end. So bravo, sir. I'll, uh, so uh, what are we looking points-wise here? Yeah, I'll add up your score here really quick. So you went three out of nine on the Rotten Tomatoes section. Not so good. But you went eight out of nine on IMDb, bringing you up to 12 out of 18. No, 11 out of 18. I can do math. <laughs> and then you went perfect three nine out of nine and perfect or six out of nine so 15 and 11 26 out of 36 pretty good pretty good score i also i ended up a bit better than you i forget what your final was but yours would have been out of 45 and i i think i had a i guess 60 percent or just below 60 percent yeah that sounds right sounds right well, all right, Alex. I mean, um, I've got a couple new movies I've watched, and I can kind of describe them for you, and you can tell me if it sounds like it's something that would float your boat. Sure. Something a bit different than the quiz, just kind of talking about some movies. Okay. So first one, uh, it's currently streaming on Netflix. It is called Cam. Okay. Uh, basic plot idea is it follows the life of a uh, camera model. And kind of her quest to increase her rank on her particular site. When you say camera model, do you mean like sex cam pretty much? Yes. Sorry. Okay. A sex, <laughs> a sex, a sex camera model. Okay. Uh, basically trying to do anything she can to improve her rank on her site. Um, and what it seems to do or what it seems to take is more and more risque things. And um, But she soon discovers that. Not everything comes without a price. Okay, and uh, so it's a uh, it's an interesting take on the the type of movie. Um, it goes places you wouldn't expect, and honestly, it was pretty entertaining. It was a unique concept. It was pretty well done. I thought the main actress did a pretty good job in her range of emotions and handling the character. And uh, I'd recommend probably give it between a mid six and low seven out of 10. Uh, do you know what year it was? Uh, yes, it was 2018. Okay. 2018. Interesting. I think I've seen the title on Netflix. Like I've seen it uh, maybe in some sort of category suggestion, but have not, uh, not looked at the synopsis or anything. So sounds kind of interesting. Uh, I could see it. I kind of was thinking a couple of different ways it could go. Like I was like, oh, maybe, you know, one of her clients or whoever's giving her money eventually ends up stalking her or coming to her house. Or maybe she like starts getting competitive and trying to kill people. I don't know. So I could see it going a different couple of different ways. And I could see maybe either of those being interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's got without spoiling. I mean, it's got kind of a little bit of everything that you've mentioned. So but more so. And it's kind of kind of unpredictable in how it's going to end until you get to the end, which is a nice nice thing for the horror genre. Need more of that. I agree. I definitely agree. Alrighty, and the second movie uh, is called The Domestics, and okay. uh, I feel like the best way to describe this is a combination of the movie The Road, 
and Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> okay, so, so a more a the, more aggressive the road. <laughs> yeah, the Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, it it's supposed to, so it's set in a post apocalyptic world um, where gangs have taken over everything out like every everything countryside. So mm-hmm. suburbia is kind of okay, but if you're traveling through the countryside, you're going through gang territory, and mm-hmm. the gangs have get-ups not too uh, dissimilar from Mad Max Fury Road. And so the plot follows a man and a woman trying to uh, drive a couple hundred miles back to Minneapolis. Okay, sounds interesting. That was called... Uh, the Domestics. The Domestics. A year on that guy? Um, I believe it was 2017 or 2018. Okay, and off the top of your head, quick rating, what would you say? Um, so this one, this one's a little different. It's it's slower in parts. It's a little bit more predictable, but it's still very enjoyable. Okay. Um, this is the kind of movie that can be ruined by over the top gore, but what they mm-hmm. what they so they have scenes that are very aggressive but they don't (laughs) they don't focus on the gore which is nice so they let you Mm -hmm. know things are very intense but they don't like shove it in your face basically yeah i gotcha um so a quick rating i think i'd probably give it a 6.4 out of 10 um i mean it was entertaining i enjoyed it i'm not mad i'd probably wouldn't watch it again but um, it, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun movie, and if you're just looking for something you don't have to like pour a lot of attention into, it's a it's a good choice. Okay, noted. And that's all I got for you. Those are the <laughs> the two recent ones I've watched. Um, off the top of my head, I don't think I've seen anything recently that you haven't seen. Let me uh let me pull up a spreadsheet I have of uh, I did a thirty. Similarly, you said you did the. Year of Horror in 2017. I did a 31 Days of Horror in October. Um, I want to see if there's anything on my list that I liked that you haven't seen. Well, there for sure is one that I saw that you haven't seen. And I will, I'll, just, I'll recommend that, I guess, or talk about it a little bit. And that's going to be Misery, 1990 Rob Reiner. Um, this one was ad- uh, adapted from a Stephen King novel of the same name. Uh, it's starring James Kahn and Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, you might know from her work on the office as uh oh geez now i'm blanking uh joe from tallahassee so the the boss who comes in from saber but yeah very interesting uh movie very good movie the basic concept is james Conn's an author who is working in boulder colorado to finish a book and he is driving in this uh there's a winter storm and his car crashes and he wakes up in the guest room of this um woman who is played by Kathy Bates. And from there, you know, at first he's really grateful, but then some strings kind of start to become loose from uh, what you would see as a normal, normal person in, in uh, Kathy Bates. And so it just becomes a bit of an interesting struggle where this person who has, has been injured in a car crash is now stuck in this guest house of this stranger who he is starting to learn has some very, creepy tendencies i guess i'll leave it at that 
Yeah, I mean, I've 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 heard through this movie through the grapevine for quite a few years now. It's just been one of those movies I've been putting off. I don't know why, but I'll I'll have to watch it at some point pretty soon yeah. here. And that's one that I watched first in October, and it immediately jumped into my top ten. It's a very good movie, great direction, uh, very good use of um, kind of suspense and drama building to add horror elements because you, you know it's it's you're looking at this middle-aged woman as a person who's inspiring horror which you don't really see very often but she does she's she's very terrifying so i, I believe kathy bates got a not uh, i was gonna say a oscar odd she got an oscar nod for this role i don't think she actually won but i know she was nominated for an oscar for this role back in 1990 very cool very cool and now had you uh have you read the book i am currently reading the book i'm about three quarters of the way through and really, really liking it. Um, I like the book as much as the movie. It's been one of my more, uh, more pleasant Stephen King reads. And I'll, I'll note for anyone listening, I have, this is my 21st Stephen King book I'm on. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Stephen King. So this has been one of my favorites of his and the movie did it uh, incredible justice. I'm not sad that I saw the movie first because the movie is great on its own. But the book is just as good, so I could recommend both. Really, is this now the first time you would have uh, seen a movie adaptation before reading one of his books? No, The Shining. Ah, okay. But Stephen King, and I agree, The Shining is not a good adaptation of his book. It is a phenomenal movie. I absolutely love the movie. It's I have it. It's like my favorite horror movie. But it, it really is a bad adaptation of the book. Yeah, <laughs> so. and Stephen King has come out and said he actually prefers the miniseries that was done. Have you seen the miniseries for The Shining? Yes. Um, if you've seen It or The Stand, the miniseries for either of those books, uh, the quality, the production quality is a bit lower than that. But it's similar. I think it came out at a similar time, like back in the 90s. So it's made for TV miniseries and there's a lot of limitations to it and it's it does the original book a lot more justice in terms of plot and feel but overall it's not very good okay yeah it's that's like i feel like that's kind of the the hill stephen king has kind of stood out on is the shining being the one ap- adaptation he doesn't doesn't really like that much he does he dislikes a lot of them but the shining is is a glaring glaring uh I wouldn't say exception, but it's one that's really strong because so many people love the movie so much. Yet here's Stephen King, who provided the source material, who hates it. And I understand his dislike for it because, like I said, if you, I don't believe you've read The Shining, have you? No. Um, it really, it really changes the central theme of the from the book. And Stephen King, just to like summarize pretty much why he dislikes it, is um, you can tell after hearing five words of Jack Nicholson's performance of Jack Torrance, that he's, that he's crazy or that there's a, something a bit wrong with him. And uh, it's, it's, it's not that way in the book. It's much more nuanced and much more, uh, it's just different. I don't want to get into too many spoilers and this guy could talk about this for a long time. So okay. <laughs> we can, uh, yeah, we can move on from it. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely have to watch that in the next, uh, next couple of weeks and let you know what I think of it. Yep, definitely recommend. Uh, we're talking back about Misery here, not The Shining. Yes, so. yes, I have have seen The Shining. So that we, uh, I guess we can give a quick little preview of our next podcast because this talking about The Shining makes me think of it. So uh, we we had this idea. Um, 
obviously it's very difficult to rank your favorite horror movies. I mean, having seen, I don't know how many, two to 300, potentially more. Yeah, I think more. Uh, it's easy for things to slip through the cracks. It's difficult to, I mean, a lot of it depends on like the mood you're in when you're watching the movie. That can very easily reflect what you ended up thinking about it. Absolutely. Uh, you can fall in love with certain aspects of it and then kind of overrank it based on some shortcomings that you don't really see. But in the end of the day, uh, it's kind of an important task if you're a true horror fan to be able to say, okay, these are my favorite movies. Uh, it can change a little bit, but if I'm gun to my head, I can list off, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 for you. So, yeah. uh, and I think that's fun to do because like, it's almost like a bit of a resume. It's, it's your horror resume where you can show it to someone who likes horror movies and they can get a good feel for what kind of elements of horror, what kind of movies in general you like. So I think it's a, it can be a really good representation of, of how you feel about the genre is to, to try to come up with a top, a top 10, a top 20, a, and for this case, a top 30. I like how you call it a resume. And I think that these IMDb rankers need to put a top 10 at the bottom of their reviews just to see how <laughs> valid they are. So you can really tell what they're actually talking about. That'd be interesting. But I mean, but that's also, I think part of the, I don't think uh, having any one movie or any one movie not in your top 10 really impacts validity of your opinion about any other movie. Unless it's, you could probably, you know, if it's an extreme extremely weird top 10 with some very questionable choices you'd be like okay i have completely different tastes than this person so i will <laughs> ignore that but um that's kind of what we were talking about with the gatekeeping you know just because one movie might not be in this person's top 10 or their top 10 is completely different than yours doesn't mean they're uh not a good fan of horror not that they have good opinions you know it's just it's, it's subjectivity when it oh yeah comes down absolutely to it. yeah i was i was being a little facetious but oh, yeah yeah i feel you but I, I wanted to clarify yeah and at the end of the day uh well, a big, a big distinction, too, of like a top 10, it doesn't have to be like the top 10 quote unquote best movies. It should be your top 10 favorite movies. I mean, like, I'm not going to come out and say I'm not going to I've never studied film. I've never studied acting. I can't say like objectively that these things were done like in the most pristine way. But everybody's yes. going to have a different favorite based on like their own. Like, I love sharks. I love shark movies <laughs> by far the most of any subgenre. It's kind of my thing. And so yeah, I'm, I'm I think, surprising. I think, I think it, I was going to say, if you take an average shark movie, that rating, you got to add at least two points to the review if you're reviewing it. <laughs> I'd say potentially more than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's because everybody's got their thing. And uh, that's the beauty of this genre is that it caters to literally anything. There's millions of movies that you can watch and, that makes sense because there's so many different perspectives that people come into these movies with. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, with this talk of top tens, uh, our next podcast, we're going to try to do, uh, about a week from today is going to be, we came up with a individual top 30 for myself and then top 30 for Alex. And we tried to get a composite top 10, based on uh, an average ranking between the two of us and mm -hmm. it went pretty well but the uh, a few exceptions a few exceptions but uh, we're pretty excited for it um, it's it's gonna be fun we're gonna really dive deep into why we like some of these movies and hopefully it'll give you guys a good perspective on where we're coming from as horror fans and you can kind of see what's shaped our opinions and why we like the things that we like
Yeah, and we're going to do a spoiler-rich discussion of our top three. I think a lot of the movies will probably try to keep spoiler-free, but the top three we're going to really try to talk about a lot and explain some of the things that, you know, why they're in our top three or why they're in our collective top three, why we like them so much. So spoilers will be happening, but it's because we're going to try to really do a deep dive and and really highlight some of the kind of great features of those movies. Yes, yes, that is a... It's a good warning, <laughs> but if you haven't seen those top three, then shame on you, but also go watch them. Well, to be fair, my, my, my top one wasn't, uh, wasn't ranked by, uh, by Mr. Eric over there at first. He had to reconsider after I was uh, a bit upset about that. So. It was, it was an oversight and you reacted embarrassingly. Came at you hard. You acted, I came at you hard. You acted like you were a child and then, uh, Oh no, I acted, I acted like someone, see, I, then I was doing a little bit of gatekeeping. I, if you don't have this movie on your top 30, you got, you got some questionable judgment is what I was saying. I mean, I thought about it. It was an oversight, but obviously I couldn't say that right away. I had to be defensive and then you got defensive and it was basically just like two geo dudes using, uh, what's our move? Harden. <laughs> Is it just Harden? Or defense curl. Defense curl. Yeah. It's a new, <laughs> yeah. Metapod does Harden. And now we're talking about Pokemon. So, yeah. And so that's obviously, then you're just tackling each other for one HP. Yeah. But then eventually you just self-destructed and that was fine. So, well, I mean, you self-destructed, let's be honest. No, I, I absorbed the blast from you. Okay. Moving forward. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this anymore. Moving forward. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's all I got. I mean, we finished our, our review game, which was fun. And um, I don't We probably won't do too many more episodes like this. We might include um, like a quick, quick uh, version of this game at the end of a podcast. But uh, I think we're going to I mean, we're trying to keep things fresh and interesting for not only ourselves, but also anybody who's listening. So like we said, we're going to do our our top 10 uh, is our next upcoming episode and then try to do some fresh ideas, keep it interesting and um hopefully keep it interesting for yourself as well yeah i mean the main idea with this podcast is to have fun you know talk about horror movies and have fun so we open it up with uh you know playing these games the first two weeks and uh we're not going to not play games in the future you know it's very possible but we just kind of wanted to start with this to have fun and, and kind of get a feel for the for what this podcast is going to kind of become and yeah we'll have different content we'll you know talk about movies more specifically get into some more review type stuff um might do like a one podcast dedicated to an entire movie in the future. Uh, you know, we're probably going to bring on different guests and for different things. So we're going to really, you know, play around and have fun and just really talk about horror movies. That's, that's the whole goal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is my friend. All right. Well, uh, thanks for setting up the quiz this week, Eric. I'm glad I did a bit better than you did. So, uh, feel good, feeling good for the rest of the day and I'll carry that feeling. Okay, I mean, I'll just let that go. <laughs> I'll just choose to ignore it. Pretend we ended 30 seconds ago. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, to anyone uh, listening, thanks for tuning in, and we uh, look forward to putting out more podcasts for you to listen to in the future.